It's one of the most off-putting things for women is to watch their husband behave in a childish manner and throw a temper tantrum, an angry, frustrated, right. over-the-top temper tantrum because they can't articulate what the want, the need, the hurt, or the fear is. Right. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, how to get rid of anger in your marriage. Did I say that right? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) What is it? How to completely remove anger, completely remove anger from your marriage. Okay. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, how to completely remove anger from your marriage. Wouldn't that be amazing? Is that just a huge promise? Yeah. We guarantee... If you do the things that we're going to talk about in this podcast episode, anger will magically start to disappear from your relationship. Yeah. Boy, big one, but here we go. All righty. was so close. What? You were trying to kiss me, but not till Sunday. We haven't <laughs> kissed, ladies and gentlemen, for, oh, the, for almost two weeks. Not because we have a thing between us, but there actually has been a thing between us. It's called COVID. And <laughs> she had it. She gave it to me. And... And we just haven't kissed. So it's, <coughs> it's now Friday. That's you're going to be hearing a lot of coughing. So we apologize now <coughs> during the podcast because our lungs are still kind of just trashed. Um, but we're waiting till Sunday to kiss and it's Friday. So we have another day and a half. Yeah, to I, kind don't of know, I don't know why you picked Sunday. Because but... that's, that's the good day to kiss. Okay. Well. Here's the topic. You ready for the uh, topic for the day? Yeah, I am. Underneath all anger, frustration, and irritation is a want, a need, a hurt, or a fear. Underneath all anger, frustration, and irritation. So let's talk about that first. Has there Boy, has I'm there been have, moments? What I, I'm I'm going to have to like have that stamped on my forehead somewhere. <laughs> So that I can remember that for you. For me. So are you saying that when I am angry, frustrated, or irritated? Yes, exactly. Okay. So let's just acknowledge the elephant in the room, which is it is common for a lot of spouses um, to just get irritated or frustrated or angry Angry. with, with their spouse, with each other, right? Or just in general, in life. And the minute that happens, we so stinking quickly jump to some sort of character assassination or character attack. You're being immature, you're being rude, you're being hurtful, you're being whatever, whatever, whatever. Because our survival brain kicks in whenever we are being perceiving being attacked yes. by someone else's anger, yes, frustration, sure. or irritation, right? Yes. And that's the normal equation that happens with all, every, all relationships. Every couple. The really good marriages, the ones who are working hard to have wisdom and maturity integrate into their relationship, understand the second half of this quote, which is underneath anger, frustration, and irritation is either a want, a need, a hurt, or a fear. Those four categories, want, need, hurt, or fear. Right. And this starts actually on two layers. One is if I am irritated, if I'm the one who's being frustrated, if I'm the one who's being hurtful towards you, it's my responsibility to be mature and act in wisdom and say, 
what is the want, what is the need, what is the hurt, or what is the fear that is actually going on the next layer Layer down at a primary level. So you might have heard the phrase, dear listener out there, that anger is a secondary emotion. Uh, And that's common or that's true for pretty much any situation because most anger is fueled by some sort of want or need or hurt or fear. Mm -hmm. And the wise and mature people are able to say, I'm not actually angry right now or I am angry, but it's my hurt that's coming out through anger versus hurt can come out through tears. Hurt can come out through um, shutting down and withdrawing. Hurt can come out a a lot of ways, but most of the time we will pick anger for all of these things. Why? Why do you think anger is the easiest thing for us to, to choose to express a want, a need, a hurt, or a fear? This is really powerful, actually. Anger? Yeah, why do we choose the anger doorway to express hurt or fear or want or need? I don't know. I feel like it's just an easier outlet. Why? It's, but it's why is it easier? It's more expressive. Um, it is expressive. It is true. What? Well, because if you actually admitted what the underlying feelings were, first of all, you'd be having to take time to stop what you're doing. Yeah. And And sometimes... We're just too embarrassed to admit what we're really truly feeling, and it's easier just to express express it as anger. Well, let's do it this way. Let's say you are hurt, and so you have two options. Door number one, anger, explosive, aggressive, or you express hurt through tears, through um, um, kind of that softer side. What do you think people usually choose? Well, they, the the harder side because it's more protective. It doesn't it doesn't allow people to actually see. It's actually more powerful. A lot of people believe that anger has more control connected to it versus if you express hurt through tears, through vulnerability, through transparency, it actually feels more dangerous because it's more vulnerable. Well, yeah. And so we don't like to be, as human beings, we don't like to be vulnerable. So anger shows up all the time. And a lot of people still struggle with this act of becoming vulnerable in front of their spouse. So it's easier to to become angry Mm -hmm. or to become domineering or to become intense or to become whatever it is rather than... Rather than admit that you are hurt or scared or tired or, you know, any of those things. Disappointed. Yeah, disappointed. Yeah. And these four words are broad categories for a whole host of other vocabulary. Again, embarrassed, disappointed, ashamed. Um, those are all versions of, of hurt or fear or right. need or a want or things like that. But... Again, we can go through a whole host of, of feeling words, but it's good to have just four broad categories. Right. So when you are in a situation and one of one of you, so let's just make it easier because this probably happens more often on my end. I hate to admit that. I wish we could talk about you and your flaws, but... <laughs> my flaws. Here we go. 2024, we're going to start off and just pick Paul apart. <laughs> <clears throat> um when I get angry, when I get frustrated, um, it's my responsibility as a husband and as a mature adult human being to take responsibility for my behaviors. I can't always control my feelings. Right. I can always control my behaviors. And for me to say, I'm angry right now. I totally admit I'm angry, but I'm actually hurt or I'm actually, here's what I need and I'm not getting what I need right, right now. 
or here's what I want, and I'm really hurt or frustrated that I can't get what I want. And to be able to articulate that rather than just throw a tantrum like an immature child. And this is actually a differentiation differentiator between children and adults. Right. Children can't do that. Right. They don't have the vocabulary, the maturity, the introspection. Their brain hasn't developed enough to be able to say, what is my actual motivation for me behaving this way? Right. Adults were supposed to be able to do that. I think it's hard for me to drop down to that second second level of a want, a need, a, a hurt. A hurt or a fear. Or a fear. Why? Because you just said it because a lot of times um, your anger comes out and in my mind, it feels like you're acting immature. Yes. And so I have a really difficult time sitting in, in those feelings with you because your behavior is coming across as... Childish. Ch- yes. And that right and, there, do you, do you hear the, even the emotions as you're describing it right now? It's like, you're acting childish. Why do I want to interact with or why do I want to, why do I want to help an adult male... Why do I want to help my husband stop acting childish? He should be able to do that on his own. Right? Well, I don't. I, I I don't know that that, that that's the thoughts. It's just. It's one I of the don't most, want to be around that. It's one of the most off-putting things for women is to watch their husband behave in a childish manner, and throw a temper tantrum, an angry, frustrated, right. over the top temper tantrum because they can't articulate what the want, the need, the hurt, or the fear is. Right. But but something that I really want to get better at is being able to, because I get triggered really easy. I'm high sensitive. And so yeah. so your strong emotions, yeah. my, my defensive brain, my survival brain yeah. kicks in really fast. Yeah. And that really doesn't give you an opportunity even to get to the point where you can go, oh, wait a minute, I'm behaving this way. What is the deeper thing? Yeah. I'm already there and triggered. And so this year I really want to work on <clears throat> trying to catch myself Good. before I hit before yep. that flip gets switched. That switch gets flipped. And and instead of reacting to your behaviors, catch myself and say, Okay, he's really disappointed because of this. Yes. Or Okay, honey, I see that you're really angry. I'm trying really hard not to respond to it because it just triggers all of me. But can we figure out what's what's the underlying thing? Because this is this is not it. <clears throat> I don't know how, what words to use, but you no, get the brilliant. idea. No, that's That's great, and I would appreciate that. Nothing would make me happier than to have you be in a rational, responsive brain. Uh, um, responsive brain isn't the right word. Um, well, again, most fights happen when one person's immature response, my immature response, triggers you, and you respond with an immature response right. on top of that. Right. And now we just argue about who's being more immature, right. me or you. And then you argue about who is more immature first, me or you. Right. And then we argue about who needs to... Make it right first, me or you. Right. This, or, that's, that's every argument. Right. It, in, in this last year, I think I have been more of just let him be in his feelings, let him do what he needs to do. You've been doing better. So that so that I don't get triggered. But that still leaves you in your, in your feelings alone. Correct. And I want to be able to get to where I don't have to leave you because I know I'll get triggered. Yeah. And I, so that, that's, 
so this is really this is a really good statement and i know you've talked about this before we, we've talked about this statement before about <clears throat> when anger shows up it's usually because of one of these four things but for yeah. whatever reason i'm in the right state yeah. and the right time and the right place to hear it in a different way yeah. to go oh yeah that makes perfect sense to me and it's helpful because I can even think about, I mean, I can think about situations where you've been in the kitchen just really yeah. angry yeah. and I'm going, really? It's not that big of a deal in my mind. Yeah. But but if I stop to think about it, it's understandable that you're disappointed because you wanted something that you thought was there that you bought for yourself <laughs> and now it's gone yeah. and you were really looking forward to it. And it's understandable that you'd be frustrated or upset about it. Let's talk about two really important kind of examples of this and then how that needs to be applied to every marriage. Okay. Okay. Um, the best parents, the best parents on the planet are the ones who are able to come along a side, uh, alongside a child that is emotionally dysregulated. The one who's melting down, the one who's having a tantrum, the one who's struggling, regulating their own emotions because they are immature. Mm -hmm. Children are supposed to do this. And the parents can maintain their own level of emotional regulation. Mm -hmm. They come in and they provide this, this very calm, reassuring presence or energy, which now helps the child regulate their emotions. And where they feel safe. And then they help them, once they've gone through the emotions, process what's actually happening. So right. how do we solve the problem? How do I fix the boo-boo? How do I put the toy back together? How do I handle losing the toy because it's broken right. and I can't? Being able to regulate yourself in the proximity of someone who is dysregulated Ooh, that's a is hard one. the magic skill. Yeah. It also applies across the board in dog training. <laughs> and again, if, if you've listened to this any time, you know that I'm a big fan of Caesar Milan. Um, and he always talks about the energy of the human will always be reflected in the dog that they are walking and it gets transferred down the leash. And so it's our job to be, have this calm, assertive energy. And if the human becomes anxious, if they become tense, the dog picks up on that and reacts in usually problematic behaviors. Yes. And yes. so when Caesar Milan goes in and starts to train owners on how to have better dogs he actually does very little work with the dog and a lot of work with the human right. helping them learn how to regulate and become that calm assertive energy yes absolutely what if we start to do that in marriage what if we try to become the caesar milan of marriage where you are working really really hard to maintain that calm assertive energy when i'm out of my brain when i am reactive and and angry and 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 not responding well? Or what if I try to be that calm, assertive energy when you are melting down because something has gone sideways and I'm not here to fix it. My job isn't to, to fix or change your energy. My job is to be the present, um, to hold that space with you so that you can now self-regulate right. yourself in some when, way. When, what would that, what would change in our marriage if we did that? Well, you'd, you'd get a lot more good feelings out of it, I'm sure, because to be honest, you do a, a much better job at that than I do. I, I wholeheartedly, I mean, yeah, you have your times when sure. you, everybody has good their good days and their bad yeah. days, but um, that this one is a real difficult one for me, and I don't know, I don't know if it's my autonomic nervous system 
that that physically gets triggered I don't have control over that but I do know that I that I can control what I can control and I want to change that and I I would love to be able to give that to you this year great um, I'll take it because take I, it. I think you've spent a, a lot of time alone in your mm. feelings mm. or it's taken you longer to get through them because you didn't have that from me yeah and I think if I can provide that for you um, well, that will give you, when, when you provide that for me, I have a tendency to, to, um, settle down much faster yeah. and I would mm -hmm. like to provide that for you. And I think that's in any marriage when you, when you can be that calm, assertive presence for your spouse, when they're in it and, and a lot of people say a worked up, right. Yeah. Um, state of mind, state of mind. Thank yeah. you. I'm like worked up something, something, <laughs> um, um, and nobody wants to hear, oh, no. don't be worked up. You're, you're too worked up. That's just not going to go over well. But yeah. a nice, calm, assertive presence that's grounding for you yeah. really helps to, to um, l allow you to calm down much, much faster and to get to yeah. the real root of what's going on much faster. Yeah. If I'm upset, if my upsetness triggers your upsetness, and now I have to put all of my emotions on hold so I can help you regulate. Right. That's backwards. It is. But again, I want you to hear clearly, dear listener, as you're, as you're kind of processing along with us here, it is a both and scenario. Me as a person who is dysregulated is my responsibility to respond in a mature, healthy, wise approach and say, what is the, the hurt, the need, the fear, or the want that I am, that I'm right. feeding this anger. I have to be self-aware in that. And it's your responsibility to hold that space when I am dysregulated and to now start to ask questions or encourage me or encourage us together to say, man, you are pissed off right now. And, and I totally get it. Thank you for not throwing things across the room. Thank you for not <laughs> swearing at me or tearing me down as a person. What is the hurt, the need, the want or the fear that is going on? Right. And you might not. Go ahead. Cough it out. It's still there. <coughs> COVID sucks, everybody. It, that lingering cough is just murder. It is. Yeah. It's your job to um, be able to hold that space for me. Maybe not in that moment. You might have to wait till my brain regulates. Right. And then we come back to, okay, what was fueling that? But, but the reaction to that, your response to my anger makes it easier for me to process through it or to actually get more defensive in it in a bad way. So right. you get to have a good response to it and I get to be self-aware and try to minimize it as much as possible. Right. That would be and, a great 2024. Yes. And, 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 and as we're practicing these things, yes. especially me, yes. we're going to give each other grace. Yes. A lot of grace. Because you're probably way better at it than I am and I'm probably going to flub it up more times yeah. than I yeah. want to at first. Yeah. Don't weaponize it, guys. Don't be pissed off. And when your wife reacts to you, don't turn to her and say, you're you supposed to be helping me figure out what my want, my need, my fear, <laughs> or my my hurt is, and you're screwing that up, and you're not helping me right now. And now I have to help what you regulate. Don't weaponize this, guys. Uh, no. That's bad. Yeah. Okay, knock that off. 
But I think this would be a lovely change, and I think it would. I think anger is a huge issue for a lot of couples. We already know that it's a right. huge issue for a lot of couples. Um, but it isn't a death sentence. It isn't a thing that has has to mean that the, the marriage is coming to an right. end, or has to be something you just suffer through right. for the exactly. next 30, 40, 80 years of your marriage. We don't want that to happen. Um, and when two people are willing to say, "Let's work on this. Let us change how we talk to each other. Let's change how." I react to these things. Oh my gosh, it could be a beautiful year for things to get better and better and better in your relationship. So I have just nope, we're one. Done. No, that, I have that one was last. The perfect way to end it. What's one last whatever? <laughs> Go ahead. Ow! Ouch! Bump my toe. I don't want to ask you now. Okay, go for it. Um. And and so, just do you think that um, as we'll just use ourselves. Do you think that as I be, am able to start doing that for you more, that that your responses to things that would currently now be anger down the road would be um, less anger and more on the second level? That's that's my question. I'm so glad you asked this question, and I'm so glad we Does didn't that make ignore sense? it. I think it's a brilliant question, and I think the answer is absolutely, 100%, clearly, if this became a standard reaction to my anger, where you quickly were able to help me figure out what the what the primary hurt, fear, right. need, want is, that later on down the road, in fact, in a very short amount of time, I would so quickly be able to move out of the anger secondary reaction and quickly move into a healthy, appropriate expression of the primary feeling and so the anger itself will start to dissipate okay it actually makes the anger go away i think i i just was wondering because it's it has provided you a safe space yes. to be vulnerable there it is which makes it easier yes. to get to that place yes. as you've experienced yes. a safety more always, often always such a good question and such a good answer Thank if you. I do say so. <laughs> if you do say so yourself. I was actually already thinking about it. I'm glad you're the one who, who brought it up and asked it because it's absolutely true. I mean, that's what we should title this podcast. That's what we're going to title this podcast is how to remove anger from your marriage. That's a, that's a big promise, but I promise it will work. If you do this, if you just figure out what, get rid of the secondary thing and start to identify the primary things, hurt, right. fear, want, or need, it is solved. Because now vulnerability and marriage is what it is exactly supposed to be. Vulnerable, transparent, intimate, emotionally intimate yeah. interactions with your spouse, which produces emotional safety and comfort and, and regulation. There's no need to be angry when right. you're in that relationship, even when things go sideways. Right. It's, it's such a beautiful thing. So that's what we're going to do this. How to remove anger from your marriage. That's going to be the title of awesome. the podcast. You ready to record it? Oh, I am. We always record at the, the intro at the end. So let's end it first and then you can record. Okay. Thank you everyone for listening. We are really excited to have you all here. We will see you in the next episode. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.